0: Ladies and gentlemen, the three knockdown rule is in effect.
1: I'm Steve Kim, joined by my host, The Mole. Mario Lopez. More on that later. You know what? I was just going to ask what happened to my monikers and then you give me a shady one, you rap bastard. You're coming in all painted out, looking good right here. More on that later. We're going to have to flurry
0: that. You know, we've got a lot to talk about. (laughs) Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez. We're going to preview that matchup and we're joined on the championship hotline by the one and only Bob Arum. Legend. Jaime Munguia returns on the zone. Mm -hmm. Oscar versus King Rye. Boy, that was a Twitter battle for the ages last week. We have Ask Mario and final flurries. Before before we get started, this show is brought to you by the Hustler Casino. It's our favorite local L.A. casino and home of the most popular poker live stream in the world. Poker, pie gal, blackjack, old maid, go fish. You could play at all VIP tables. It's a Southern California staple
1: since the year 2000. Yes, also shout out to our sponsor and neighbor right here in Hollywood, Oscar Lopez what are from they? Uh, Scout Micro LA. They offer a unique and innovative hair loss solution for men. You don't have to be worrying about taking pills or any of that. They basically do a pigmentation known as SMP, and Scout Micro has hair restoration that replicates the exact hair follicles mm. by basically tattooing the illusion of hair. It sounds wild, but it looks amazing. Brings the hairline. You're rocking you're rocking like a, a a five head, you'll go back to a four head oh, or a three head right there. And you can see results as little as uh, one treatment. They create restore hairlines, like I said, give the illusion of more density. And I'm telling you Men, that can mess with your confidence. This could get you right back um, on the right road, right there. They use the highest qualities for all their procedures and the tools. So, if you're going bald or you're just looking for a new look this summer, uh, call our friends over at Scout Micro LA and mention this ad for a free consultation. They do great work over there.
0: Yeah, and if you're getting thin, he'll help fill it in. Hey, hello, look at you. That's a good tagline. Thank you. All right. Now we get started. Round number one from the theater at Madison Square Garden in New York on ESPN for the Junior Welterweight <laughs> Championship of the World. The Tartan Tornado blows into town. Josh Taylor takes on Tiafimo Lopez. Mario, I think it's the battle of the unknowns. One guy hasn't fought in a while, and the other guy's been shaky for a year and a half,
1: two you're, years. You're exactly right. That's what's fascinating about this. Now, look— I, I, I Following them both on social media, they both look that they're coming in in really good shape. They're taking this fight really seriously. But like you said, there's so many variables out there with not being active in Josh Taylor's case. With T.O. going through a lot. He always seems to be going through a lot of stuff outside the ring. Uh, personal matters and and you know his dad being the character who he is. We don't know how much of a distraction uh, that is. Um, I, I, I'm going to be there, fortunately. I will be mm. in New York for the Tribeca Festival. More on that later. But I'm looking forward to seeing it. Madison Square Garden. And I really don't know, Kim, what's going to happen. Because, look, Taylor, who's, who's I think, sort of struggled to make this weight for a while now. Will this, and he is getting a little bit older. Will this be a little too taxing on his body? Will it finally show in the ring? But he's such a... Um, a master in there in making adjustments. Such a, a consummate boxer and, he, and he's seen so many great styles. I don't think Teo's going to present anything that he's not necessarily used to. But Teo, who looks in its prime physical shape, will he mentally be ready? Because we know when he's focused what he can do a la Loma and if he's able to be victorious, he can kind of pick up his momentum that he had uh, in that fight and sort of be the king of that division again. Um, so I'm waiting to see. There's a lot at stake here, I think, for this particular fight. Mario,
0: you mentioned his age... Taylor's now 32, but what concerns me is he has not fought since February of 2022, mm. and Jack Catterall, crafty little guy. and A lot he, of people thought he won that. Um, including me. Yeah. And so the layoff is something that concerns me along with the age. As for Teofimo Lopez, this is his third fight now as a full-fledged junior welterweight. There comes a time where you have to grow into your weight and be that guy. Here's the issue that I see with Teofimo. I don't know where his head's at. The well, that's the thing. In Teofimo stands for turbulent. It's always a little bit of something. Do you get the sense though? Because we were very high on him. I think we helped build that bandwagon. And yeah. obviously a lot has happened since that night when he beat Loma. Do you think this is top rank's way of saying, okay, sink or
1: swim? I think For he, both guys, maybe. Maybe, but I also think Teo. Uh, longs for these kind of fights, and that, look, he was clamoring for the Loma fight when no one was right. Yes, and so it, I think it's a it's a similar situation. I don't think anyone's like uh, knocking down the door to, to to face Taylor in their third fight um, at uh, at junior welter, but uh, here he is. So he sort of puts his uh, money where his mouth is, and he's obviously a very confident. But based on his last performance, I know they are different styles. You know, it, it's interesting, and it's been a minute. And based on Taylor's last performance. It's a fascinating fight. Again, I really don't know. It's the Battle of the Unknowns. It's the Battle of the Unknowns, which makes it really intriguing and exciting. Mario,
0: me and you were both there in Las Vegas. This was still during the pandemic when Taylor captured the undisputed title by yes, beating Ramirez. Jose
1: Ramirez. It looked excellent that Okay,
0: night. think about this. That's a long time ago, really. He's had one fight. I know. Think about that. He's not been very active, so right. I don't know what version of Taylor exists. Prior to the Caterall fight... People are thinking you're one of the top five fighters in the world. You thought he could actually reasonably challenge Terrence Crawford at 47. And when you don't fight often, those one fights, people say you're only as good as your last fight. In today's boxing, that's absolutely true. With that said, he is the betting favorite. So the Sharps have him at about a minus 180. Hmm. Not quite two to one, but certainly I wouldn't exactly call this Buster Douglas against Mike Tyson. I know we had problems with the Southpaw and Sandra Martin the last time, but we talked about this with Joe Tessitore. Sandra Martin is a guy that circles the ring. Taylor's a
1: guy that's in and out with linear movement. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit easier of a Southpaw style to face. It's, on paper, a better style for for Tio, to tell you the truth. And And you're right. On the heels of Ramirez, I thought he is big enough and he might even be stronger with sturdier legs to go up to welterweight and actually face uh, the top guys there and be successful but again the variables that we mentioned i'm I'm dying to see it and i can't wait to be there
0: all right also on this card, that'll be televised by espn xander zayas will take on ronald cruz all right we come back we talk to the one and only chairman of top rank boxing bob aaron but a word from our sponsors
1: The Three Knockdown Rule is back, and we'd love to partner with you. If you'd like to sponsor the Three Knockdown Rule with Steve Kim and yours truly, send an email right now to info at boxbid.io. Since we launched back in 2015, the Three Knockdown Rule has continued to be the most entertaining and most informative boxing podcast around. Three Knockdown Rules available on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Again, for information on sponsorship opportunities, email info at boxbid.io.
0: And we're back on the Three Knockdown Rule. Mario Lopez, Steve, Kim, and joining us on the championship hotline. One of our favorite guests. Legend. Yes, the chairman of top Rank boxing, the one and only Bob Arum. Bob, great to have you join us on this Monday morning. Bob, this weekend you have a big fight. What was the thinking behind throwing in Tia Fimo right after his struggles with Sandor Martin with Josh Taylor?
2: Well, we had uh, Taylor. Uh, and Taylor was looking for a big fight at 140, and uh, uh, Tiafimo, uh and Taylor is a very, very exciting fight. Those are the fights that we like to do where the betting odds are so close, where there are people on either side backing one or the other of the fighters, rather than a fight uh, that... Uh, uh, is you know pretty long odds because most people know or expect (laughs) who the winner will be here is there's arguments both
1: sides we were just discussing that, uh, Bob, that there's so many different variables. I honestly don't know mm-hmm. which way to lean. However, I am excited that I'm going to have the opportunity to be there uh, in New York and see it in person. So thank you so much uh, for that. What What are you hearing as far as the camps? It's interesting because Taylor, it's been a while since he was last in the ring, of course, against Caterall uh, in Teal, based on his last performance against a guy who had a very uh, tricky style. It seems to be genuine in their disdain for each other, but what are you hearing coming out of both camps?
2: Well, let's take Taylor. Taylor is an incredibly good boxer, incredibly good. I don't know what the hell happened to him in the Catterall fight, but Taylor is very, very good. I mean, as he showed uh, against a top, top competitor like Jose Ramirez. Uh, You know, and and he hits really Uh, really quick, hard punches that will knock a guy down, which he that's how he won the fight with Ramirez. So, I mean, Taylor is always going to be a tough out. You know, he went through all of the junior welterweights in that tournament they had. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, he's really top. And then Teofimo uh, Teofimo is sort of seemed to go a little bit after the Cambosa nonsense, where, uh, you know, he uh, had physical problems making the weight and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, I sent Derek Harmon, who works for Top Rank, uh, down to Florida uh, to be with Tiafimo, uh while he was training, And Harmon, who was a top light heavyweight in his time and knows boxing, says that uh, Tiofimo is in incredible shape, no weight problem at all, and uh, uh, he's fighting with he's he's sparring with some top left-handed sparring partners, including this Cuban that's supposed to be very good, and he's doing very well. Mm. Bob, two oh, questions that's, that's, from that. You know, every, anything else is baloney. All, of, <laughs> all, it looks like, all it looks like is that Taylor is in really good shape, no problem with the weight, uh, and uh, he's very confident. And Tiafimo's had a wonderful training camp. I just talked to the kid uh, yesterday, uh, and he tells me uh, how confident he's feeling. And how good he's feeling. So I think we're in for a really good, good, solid fight.
0: So, Bob, would you say as of right now, and I know these things are very fluid, that your relationship, your company's relationship with Teofimo Lopez is on solid, firm ground?
2: Well, you know, it's Teofimo Lopez. So, again, (laughs) there's no real firm ground, but we have, uh, you know, we've been with Teofimo for all of his career. Uh, we have a contract with Diofemo. He's upset not at us, uh, but apparently at uh, some things the uh, ESPN commentators may have said or not said uh, but you know, I calmed him down. I tell him uh, you, you know if you're a fighter, you know you gotta just ignore what people said. he, he probably he, he told me. He had some some problem with Tim Bradley. I told him not to worry. Bradley we won't be there because he'll be in Minnesota being inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. So he's not going to be part of the telecare. So that's sort of calm to your female dad.
1: Social media, boy. These uh, guys <laughs> let it get into their head, and I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Tyson Fury's, immediate future so he loves to get himself on social media and start talking about potential matches with mma fighters and then calling out every other fighter out in the book what is and i love me some tyson fury god bless him but what what are the plans for the immediate Let me ask you
2: mario a question where do you think tyson fury is now i haven't
1: i haven't the slightest
2: you'd never guess he's in thailand Doing By what? Byland. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's on
1: vacation. Oh, he's just hanging out. Just hanging out. You know. He's hanging yeah, out. in Thailand, right?
2: But uh, you know, hopefully, our, our hope is uh, <laughs> that we'll be able to arrange a match uh, for him this summer in London, and then look forward uh, to a possible fight uh, with Usyk uh, in the winter.
1: Bob, let me ask you, outside of boxing, do you ever entertain any of these sort of gimmick fights, which can obviously do big business like him against a, potent, like a, a UFC champion, John Jones, or Nganu? Is that something you would ever entertain?
2: Well, you know, it depends on our role. For example, uh, when uh, Jake Paul fought Tommy Fury, mm-hmm. we were, handled the U.S. television for Jake Paul's company and did very well for him and for us so again i you know uh i don't look particularly for uh uh these gimmick matches but you know i'm not going to be a hypocrite because i had last week or two weeks ago i had this japanese uh broadcasting crew in my office uh quizzing me about a fight that happened long ago Mm. between Muhammad Ali and Anoki, the wrestler. I remember that.
1: I have a t-shirt with that. (laughs) That
2: What a piece of junk, right? (laughs) It was terrible. That's right. It was not a fun fight. uh, But again, again, uh, so yeah, it, it it would all depend. It would all depend. I don't want to be, have top rank present anything, uh, that, uh, It looks like it's just a money grab uh, that's a lot of nonsense. I mean, there were circumstances back then which required me to do that Ali and Oki thing, but I'm not very proud
0: of it. Speaking of something from Japan that's not a piece of junk, what a fight we have between Nenu Inouye and Mm. Stephen Fulton. Bob, my question is this. If Inouye comes out victorious— And becomes a unified champion at 122. And I've asked you this before, and I want to know if anything changes. Is there any chance that Inoue makes a return and fights in front of the U.S. fans?
2: Yeah, there is, because we are still connected with Inoue and his promoter, Arashi, and Honda son. uh, And we hope to have him uh, next year fight at least one time in the United States. That's the plan. I'm going over to Japan uh, in July for his fight, uh, and we also have our 126-pound champion C. Ramirez, the Cuban, who's a terrific fighter, fighting a Japanese fighter. And uh, down the road, I can see uh, Inoue fighting C. Uh, Ramirez, which would be a hell of a fight at 126.
1: I would love to see him out here and in person. Um, Bob, let me ask you, what are the chances of a possible Loma-Haney rematch?
2: Well, I haven't talked to Bill about it. Uh, uh, Bill is doing what a manager should do, and he's a father, but he's a manager also. uh, And that's to look for the best opportunity uh, for Devin. Uh, And, uh, uh, you know, what I've... Can come up yeah, three in my imagination. Uh, one may be the winner of uh, Taylor and uh, uh, Tiafimo mm-hmm. uh, at 140 if he wants to go up and wait. Secondly, uh, there is a fight with Shakur that would be massive because everybody would want to see that fight. And third is the rematch. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, if Bill comes to New York uh, for the uh, Tiafimo Taylor fight, I'll sit with him and uh, we'll have a, he's a very intelligent guy and we'll discuss uh, all the options That we at top rank can offer uh, and then he has to weigh it uh, against what any other promoter uh, would offer uh, to determine uh what he wants to do next Mm -hmm. but uh, we've enjoyed uh promoting uh uh, devon and hope it continues
0: Bob, in August, Dmitry Bivol is going to need a fight. Uh, he hasn't fought this year. And your guy, Arter Betterbiev is defending against Count Smith in August in Quebec City on ESPN+. Plus. Does the WBC edict involving Russia preclude Betterbiev and Bivol from becoming a real possibility this year, in your view?
2: Yes. Mm. Yes. The WBC has made its views known. Uh, I am very sympathetic uh, to the WBC views. Uh, I am 100% uh, support uh, Ukraine uh, and its fight against aggression. Uh, so I am not going to push a bevol uh, uh, better be fight. And then you might say, "Well, it isn't off for Russia?" And the answer is no, not really, because he has had uh, a residential visa in Canada for 14 years. So he's—I look at him as being Canadian, and also he's Chesnian. And the reason that Chechnya is still part of Russia is because Putin bombed the crap out of them and destroyed the place uh, and uh, had them succumb uh, to uh, 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 his overwhelming military force. So again, I I don't want to do anything uh, that uh, supports Russia in any way, so I applaud mauricio for the position that he stayed
0: bob things can change in this world so let's say things lighten up over there and the bc takes away that ruling or that edict would then that change your view on the fight we
1: yeah, can I, I, anyway.
2: <laughs> I love the fight i love the fight i just i'm not gonna gonna do it uh against uh principles that a lot of us hold dear I mean, there's nothing wrong with Bivol. He seems like a nice fellow. And Vadim uh, Kornilov, who's his uh, manager, is a terrific guy. But it is what it is.
1: I know. Hopefully that will get worked out because that's actually my number one fight that I'd like to Mm -hmm. see. Bev and Bivol. Just incredibly intrigued to see how that would play out.
2: Well, you know, Beterbiev doesn't have a walk in the park against this Callum Smith, who's a hell of a fighter. Big banger and so forth, mm-hmm. and she's coming to, to win the fight. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that August in Quebec. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going on a diet before I get there because the food the food in Quebec is the best in the world. <laughs> it really is. It's better than than French food in Paris.
1: Wow, it, mm. it really is sensation. Oh, God, yeah, you make me want to go yeah. now.
2: Come <laughs> up and have a good meal, yeah.
1: <laughs> Bob, before we wrap it up here, and first
0: of all, thank you for your time. I, I know it was, the, it was the day before Loma Haney, and we were all in Las Vegas, and the news broke in the afternoon about the passing of the great Jim Brown, who played a pivotal role in your life and career. Can, can you just give us some of your thoughts on him? Well,
2: Jim was a, a, a real activist in his day. I mean, he was such a presence. It was, uh, I mean, it, uh, he he had an air about him uh, that uh, brought about instant respect. I mean, every player uh, really held him in awe. Uh, and uh, uh, he was an activist in a way uh, that I think led to a lot of, changes in American life, uh, you know, and I was always in awe of him uh, because of uh, his determination and his mental capacity. He was a really smart, smart guy. And, uh, you know, he he affected my life uh, and and my career because without Jim Brown, I, like I tell everybody, I'd probably be a retired judge uh, from the tax court, you know, instead of still being a boxing promoter at 91. So, I mean, you know, my whole career uh, is based on uh, Jim Brown getting me involved in boxing with Muhammad Ali. And no question about it, without Jim Brown, I wouldn't be doing this, this Zoom call with you
1: guys. That's such an awesome, yeah. awesome story. That's a good 30 for 30 yes. special uh, right there. Uh, Mr. Aram, thank you so much for your time. It's always such a pleasure to, you to guys speak with to you. New you I'm gonna, to New York? I'm going to be in New York. And I'll be watching intently. I'll be You're
0: watching right. from ESPN Plus on with your prospects.
1: And I will be there, excited to be there, straight from the Tribeca Festival uh, to ringside to this Madison Square Garden and reporting on it the next week what festival Tribeca the Tribeca festival going from there straight to your fight sir
2: a Tribeca festival yes sir fight and then the Puerto Rican day parade WEPA Mexican heritage yeah. you know I mean that's
0: let's tip our hats to, WEPA that's right to, to that's the, a the heck Caribbean of,
2: Hispanics
0: heck of a weekend right there heck right. of a weekend that's Bob a- All right, well, Bob, as always, a pleasure to have you join us. Uh, We'll see you, or at least Mario will see you, and I'll talk to you soon, Bob. Thank you for your time. Take care. All right, and Mike, thanks, Bob Arum. When we come back, more of the three knockdown rule.
1: The Three Knockdown Rule is back, and we'd love to partner with you. If you'd like to sponsor the Three Knockdown Rule with Steve Kim and yours truly, send an email right now to info at boxbid.io. Since we launched back in 2015, the Three Knockdown Rule has continued to be the most entertaining and most informative boxing podcast around. Three Knockdown rules available on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Again, for information on sponsorship opportunities, email info at boxbid.io.
0: And we're back on the Three Knockdown Rule. We'd like to thank Bob Aram the chairman of Top Rank. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to get involved with the Three Knockdown Rule and sponsor our show, we still have some slots available. Please reach out to us by emailing info at boxbid.io. Once again, that's info at boxbid.io. boxbid.io is an online platform that is launching soon that helps public figures and professionals in the world of boxing, get sponsorships. We are proudly working with BoxBid.io. A lot to cover here. Now we move on to the fight review and fight preview. Saturday night, leader Little Caesars Arena, Detroit, Michigan. Clarissa Shields retains her middleweight titles by clearly outpointing Marcella Corneo. And a lot going on. For the fight preview this week. Loaded schedule Thursday night, Fantasy Springs Casino on the Zone. Golden Boy Promotions presents another card headlined by Manuel Flores. And then Friday from Showbox as part of the Hall of Fame ceremonies this week. Good weekend out there in Verona, New York. Uh, we have a Showbox card. And then Don King Promotions. It is the return this week, not last week, of Adrian Broner t- taking on Bill Hutchinson. And then Mario, our good friend, Tom Loeffler, 360 Promotions. This will be on The UFC fight pass from the Mm. Commerce Casino. Make sure you tune in. Callum Walsh, fine Mm. Irish lad, will be taking on Carson Jones. So they've been putting on
1: great shows. We saw a couple of them, and I've been to uh, all the ones over at the Quiet Canyon. Now they moved over to Commerce. Tom's been putting on great shows and UFC Fight Pass really been getting into the boxing game. So it's a lot of fun. If you're in the area, you should definitely check it out.
0: Yeah. Tom Loeffler silly knows how to build a star from the ground up. Then Saturday, the feature fight of this weekend outside of New York from Ontario, California at the Toyota Center on the zone. I guess this is actually a super middleweight battle. Technically, Jaime Munguia takes on Sergei Derevchenko. OK, Mario, you know, at one time I was a big fan of Munguia. But right now, his career, he's moving backwards like uh, Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk at the 83 Motown Classic television special.
1: What's going on here? Well, are you blaming Mungia? Because you said you're a big fan. Does that mean you're no longer a fan? I'm wavering.
0: I'm fair. I'm fair and I'm firm you're, you're like frustrated. Joe
1: Cortez. You're frustrated. I'm frustrated. Yes, aren't you? I, well, yeah, I am frustrated. I don't necessarily take it out on him, though. I think he does put the time in and and, and I think that uh, he, he does work hard. He's a nice kid. I like the pairing with him and uh, Morales. But I think that you pretty much have the same sentiment as anyone else. It's like, yo, he's got to step it up because he's got a lot. It's a lot of fights under his belts. Time for a title shot. Time for him to go to that next level, especially if he's uh, looking impressive this Saturday, which uh, I expect him to do. Tough customer guy that's uh, tailor made for him, at least on paper. We'll see how it plays out. A lot of fights this weekend. Exciting. Yeah, and
0: Mario, I'm just going to say this for those who say, well, Mickey is young, let him develop, folks. This is a fact. He's 41 and 0. That's a lot of fights. Okay, he's 26 years old. He's not that young, he's been a former world champion. Eric Gomez told me interesting something interesting. I said, oh, what's the big fight if it's not going to be Charlo? Because we don't know when Charlo's coming back. Either one. He said, well, you
1: know a fight that he likes? I go, what? David Benavidez. Hmm. I heard names like huh, Benavidez huh. and Canelo. I'd rather him take on Triple G if he's still fighting prior to that, to be honest with you. He can't go that. Look, I want him to take a title shot. I was hoping more of a Charlo. I, that's a little too. Stylistically, that's a hell of a fun fight. Though. Oh, it's a fun fight. I don't know if he's necessarily. <laughs> more fun for Benavidez. Yeah, so it might be more fun for Benavidez. I don't know if he's necessarily um, ready for that particular fight yet. But I like that he's at least asking for it.
0: Okay, moving on to news and notes. What an eventful Thursday night it was. Me and you just hanging out, doing whatever. Everyone's just having a nice, tranquil day, looking through the week. All of a sudden, on Twitter, Oscar De La Hoya let his hands go like it was 12th round against Ike Corte. He got sick (laughs) and tired and tired and sick of Ryan Garcia.
1: Oh, they're at it again. Well, you know what's frustrating? And look, I know both of them. Obviously, Oscar's a friend of mine. I know Ryan. But here's the thing. It's never a good look when your uh, one of your fighters is and you being the promoter is talking uh, bad about you or like you're betraying him. That's never a good look. At some point, you got to stick up for yourself and just kind of put it out there. Oscar basically said, hey, look, when Ryan was saying my team wasn't there for me, Oscar was saying, what are you talking about, man? He's all, it's time to start taking a little self responsibility. You were the one that agreed to these terms. You were the one asking for this fight that didn't put us in a good position as far as negotiating.
0: Wouldn't even let him negotiate those terms, by the way.
1: So we had to adhere to the weight. The The rehydration rehydration clause, all those things. So they kind of tied Golden Even the late weigh-in? They kind of (laughs) tied Golden Boy's hands. When you're saying, I want it no matter what, then you're you're not giving them a lot of leverage in negotiations. So you kind of got to be careful what you wish for, and then you can't complain about it a little bit later. But at the end of the day, that's all irrelevant because it's still you who got in there, Kim.
0: Mario, uh, let me just say this. And you know, I've been critical of of Oscar in the past when he doesn't show up to events. And I'm going to be consistent. Win, lose, or draw. He had to be there at the post-fight press conference. He should have gone. But with that said, that had nothing to do with the results of the fight. Had nothing to do with what led up to the fight. And let's go even further. Ryan is the one who said, nah, I don't want to fight Mercito Hesta late January. I don't need a tune-up. He's the one who made the decision to only go to Joe Goosen's gym three days a week. Mm. There comes a point in time where this is on you. Instead of You know what happens when you point the finger? There's three more pointing back. Three coming right back. Now, with that said... Golden Boy has, look, they've treated him like a Fabergé egg. You can argue that they've enabled him, they've allowed this to happen, they've pampered him, and then all of a sudden becomes like that monster that you can't control. So now King Ryanstein, okay, now wants to turn on everybody. But at the end of the day... Ryan, there comes a point where it's on you and nobody else. You put yourself in this situation, and let's be fair to Oscar, the only reason why he spoke up on Thursday is because it turns out Ryan, the day or two before, did an interview lamenting this stuff, talking about, yeah, my team wasn't behind him, almost like framing it in a way. Well, then Golden Boy did all this stuff. No, the only thing that happened with Golden Boy is that one guy didn't show up to the post-fight presser. That's on Ryan. I know it's... Look, do I think Oscar should have publicly gone out there and thrown him under the bus? No, it's not a great look. But at the same time, nothing that Delahoya
1: said was incorrect. He was putting down names, too. Look, and I think that Ryan's got a lot of people in his ear. And whether those people have an agenda or his best interest, then that's that's for him to decide. But clearly... If I'm a fighter, I'm listening to the guy that's been there before. The guy that's been in the trenches, that that has had a Hall of Fame career, It's considered one of the greats, and is now my promoter. Everybody else doesn't have that same experience. They don't have that shared experience. They don't know. So if it was me, I'd be listening to Delahoyant.
0: Moving on, Tank Davis violates his house arrest or for whatever summer vacation plans he's had. Yo, my guy was um,
1: living it up at the Four Seasons. Right, That's that exa- a nice crib. Yeah, and the judge said, nah, <laughs> nah. That was what I saw. It, I said, wait, this is comical. Is this for real?
0: Right. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Look, I hope he rehabs. I hope he's better. How look. much time does he have to do now? 90 days. Then it goes to summer vacation. Oh,
1: that sucks. Right in the middle of summer. Yeah. He'll
0: make it for the Labor Day barbecue, though, won't we? We'll Day Day? Yeah.
1: Oh, Labor Day? Yeah, Labor Day. Okay, Also, it's the return
0: of Boots Ennis. He'll be taken on Roy Monvia on July 8th on Showtime. All right. So the Ask Mario segment of this fine program. Here's one from uh, Clay Stevenson, longtime fan of the show. Hey, Mario, has, mentally, has, Mar- has Oscar mentally moved on from Ryan and now focusing in on other Golden Boy fighters like Virgil Ortiz, Floyd Schofield, and Eric
1: Priest? No, look. It's like when you have children. Anybody out there who's a parent knows. Sometimes they will frustrate you, it piss you off, and you got to spank them once in a while, and 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 scold them, what have you. But they're still your kids. You still you're still looking out for them. You still love them. They right? still have a contract too. Yeah, and two thousand twenty six. That's exactly. That's a contract. That's that's a lot of years, and it's a very ironclad contract. So you know they'll figure it out. I don't think
0: they have a choice. The exactly. bottom line
1: is, I, I look. I would ask Ryan, what has Golden Boy done?
0: That has been against your career. You're the one who's pulled out of fights. You're the one who has said mental health. I got to be mindful of it. They
1: were very supportive during that time. Yeah, and, too. and
0: delayed your career. They bent over backwards and made you a priority uh, uh, over other fighters. There comes a point in time that you just got to be a pro. And you remember when they signed that contract in 2019, they were already having problems. They, they took a video in Oscar's office where Ryan and, and Oscar hugged. This is the greatest contract ever for a prospect. Now we're ready to go. And I and I said to somebody in Golden Boy's office, I said, within three fights, he'll be complaining about it. And I was wrong. It only took two. Mm. All right. Here's one from The Only Sanch. Ask that part-time tequila distributor, Mario L. Lopez. <laughs> is there a better <laughs> fight a to poop. be made than Fulton versus Inoue? But more importantly, is the Julio Cesar Chavez biopic
1: in pre-production yet? Any it, news? No. Um well, to answer his first question, that, that's, that's a fantastic fight, which I'm looking forward to. And uh, we Tuesday already answered morning. that. Tuesday morning. I know. That's random with a yeah. Tuesday. What's well, Japan? Happened, they've happened before. It's the land of the rising yeah, yeah. sun. They do no a little applause. different. No applause. It's going to be great. It's very um, demure. Yeah. Just mentioned earlier, in talking with Aaron, we love to see Better be have and, and Beval. To me, that's the one of the best fights that can be made. Um, and as far as the Julio uh, doc, exciting stuff. Those things take a minute, but we're taking steps in that right direction. So. Oh, moves are being made. So, so, so moves are being made, but I'm excited about that. So your people
0: called those people who called other people. <laughs> fine, I like yeah. it. That would um, be an epic story. Okay, finishing up here on Final Floris Mario, you spoke of the Tribeca Film Festival. What's going on there?
1: Well, it plays into uh, our our theme here. Uh, my buddy Mark Wahlberg and I uh, produced a doc on uh, De La that that um, – is going to be a, a, a couple parts premiering on HBO broadcast, and it entails is everything. Every, the, the now when, when you it's say on, everything, yo, does that mean
0: everything? everything. You know what <laughs> people
1: are going to say by everything: in the ring, out of the ring, Uh-oh. all the drama. Oscar, it, who Oscar, who just turned fifty, by the way, and it, it has never been so vulnerable and honest about it. Because I told him, I said, "Hey, Holmes, you're going to do this." You gotta really come correct and really just put it all out there, because when you saw the Last Dance with Jordan, he was very vulnerable and all, but he didn't have a lot of the. Stuff. A lot of the stuff, stuff that was going on with that. Yeah. So Oscar has got a lot. And the thing about Oscar, because he is such a nice guy at the end of the day, no matter what, my guy will fail upward. <laughs> he just stays winning, right? Give me another boxer that's had a successful promotional career outside of- uh, With the real d- company? None other. None other. No, none other. So what, that's what I'm saying. He's literally the only one. So he just kind of stays winning. But through that- Lot of ebbs and flows, and drama, and colorful stuff that happens in his life. Compelling doc. Can't wait to watch this. Yeah, I'm really proud of the way it uh, turned out, and it's going to open the Tribeca Festival uh, in New York. So I'm going to be checking that out. In the very next day, checking out um, Lopez the, uh, Taylor. Uh, Lopez uh, Taylor. I might squeeze in the Belmont Stakes because you know my neighbor. I told you, my neighbor is Bob Baffert. Oh, really? Bob Baffert, He's like the Bill Belichick. Of horse training, he just won yeah. the Preakness, so I thought that was wild. So um What's so go so it's thing, gonna be an action-packed weekend. What
0: was the toughest thing to get out of Oscar for him to open up about?
1: He was pretty open about everything, to be honest with you. Everything, too. everything. Oh yeah, I all can't the, wait to watch
0: everything all the drama about. So, yeah, he was everything. Yeah, he, oh, it, it took sometimes it took wait. A,
1: it took a minute. I don't want to spoil anything right there, but everything and uh, everything, and all the memes and all the stuff you that's see. That's what you should, should call Oscar De La Hoya. Everything. That should be the title. I think it was something I want to lines. nothing's more powerful than the truth or something like that. Everything. So, yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, Mario, I know you're making a good living because you are able to actually afford Dodger Yankee tickets.
1: You're Yo, good. that was <laughs> those were like World Series prizes because the Yankees don't come here um too often right but and i hadn't seen him play here at dodger stadium so i really wanted to make sure to go and it was one of the one sunny day we had here because it's been like seattle yeah. here right it's like it's raining today gray. as we do this it's been doom and gloom and um it uh it was it was a blast i've, I've sat next to my guy ll cool j now for a couple, i was with him at that Sugar Ray leonard fights he looks great think about this though kim my guy has been a star since 1987 as a rapper he looks great, and how many? He was 14 seasons on NCIS LA, and now he's doing NCIS Hawaii. Is that crazy? Still rocking the bells, dude. Rocking the bells, and I was playing a lot of his music on the way he home. He needs love, dude, <laughs> He's and, uh, bad, dude. All the and all the songs, uh, a lot of the songs, they are all love. That wasn't around round. the way, girl. Yeah, around the way, he loves the girl with extensions in her hair. Two bamboo earrings. Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, two bamboo earrings, at least two pair. I didn't finish that line, but uh, real cool, dude. So I got to hang with him, dude. Aaron Judge, my guy, six eight two eighty five. Dude, he's a giant. Struck out three times and hit a home run. So you what? Money's worth then. You Get got money's my money's worth. worth. There was a, it was a really um, good time. They happen to lose that game, but they're still hanging in there. But uh, but it was a lot, a lot of fun.
0: All right. We want to thank everyone that made this show possible. Our special guest, Bob Marum, has a big show this weekend. I'd like to thank all our sponsors uh, of the Three Knockdown Rule and UFC Fight Pass. Uh, one last reminder. If you want to sponsor our fine program, send an email to info at boxbid.io once again that's info at boxbid.io so on behalf of Mario Lopez this is Steve Kim saying till the next round goodbye everybody